Hello, hi, good day, what's up, bruh? Welcome to Cavancast, the podcast where I try my very best to help you relax. Relax, don't do it, when you want to do it, relax, don't do it, when you want Good song, good song that. Frankie says relax, and I say... Yeah, bro, just chill. It's all good. Dude, don't worry about it. But that didn't... That didn't work in the song too well, so... Chill out. Put your feet up. It's all good, bro. Chill out. Chill vibes, bro. Everything is chill. Number one hit right there. I hope you're doing well. I hope this week has not been too stressful for you. And whether it has or whether it hasn't, here I am to help you with a little bit of chilling out. Whether you have listened to Cavern Cast before or whether you are a new ear, you are a new ear. Oh, that was clever, wasn't it? Either way, it's nice to have you. How it works is I use a random... Uh, Okay, okay, shall we try that again? How it works is, I use a random, oh my god, how it works is, I use a random word generator to generate five random words, and then I talk about them for a little bit, whatever comes to mind, whatever comes to the old noggin, I will say, well, I I do have some kind of a filter, (laughs) not everything that comes to the mind is the most chilled out thing in the world because I'm not, you know as as much as it may seem that way there are some things that come into my mind that may not be the most appropriate for the uh, podcast gotta love an intrusive thought from time to time it's good to accept them and realise that you are not your thoughts your brain can create some random stuff but you are not those thoughts. You are you, you are unique, you are individual. You're pretty cool, bro. So don't let those thoughts tell you otherwise. Stranger Things has just happened. I have watched all of it. Now I am up to date. Um, I made a TikTok saying this. It was very interesting. So I been trying to avoid social media um, for multiple reasons, but mostly to uh, avoid Stranger Things spoilers. Um, but interestingly, whenever I did go on there, there was never anything like particularly obvious. That there was stuff about Stranger Things, but nothing like crazy spoiler worthy. As soon as I finished Stranger Things Volume Two, and I went onto TikTok. And the second video on my For You page was um, from the official either Netflix or Stranger Things account with, like, the biggest spoiler possible, which is crazy to me. Like, it, it it's like, oh, he's watched it now. We can, get, we, can, we can give him all of that. It's fascinating to me. Worrying, but fascinating. And before we delve too into conspiracy theories, because this is not one of those podcasts... Um, though I would love to go on one one day, that would be cool. 
Um, this is for chilling out. But weirdly, and I swear this is nothing but coincidence, the first word is bat. And that's not really a spoiler. There's there's bats in Stranger Things. There's like demon, demon bats. That's it. That's it. They do hold some kind of prevalence, but it's not a spoiler. Um, friggin' bats. I love Halloween. That little girl was awesome. Do you remember her from Vine? Oh, man. I bet she's grown up into an awesome little dude. <laughs> my nuts. Yeah, my nuts. She's great. I can't remember her name. Katie? Katie something? Anyway, bats. Dude, I love bats, man. What is my story about a bat? I have a bat story. I have a bat story. <laughs> what is my bat story? I have, well, Okay, uh, while, while that sort of marinates in my mind, whatever that is, I will tell you a story about a friend of mine who went to Chessington World of Adventures and had a lovely day. Uh, it was it was two of my friends actually, and they were staying in a hotel room, and they were woken up at about what was it two in the morning? I don't know specifics. Middle of the night, and there was a bat flying around the room. I'm getting worse and worse at telling relaxing stories in this podcast, but it was hilarious for me to listen to. Not so great for them. I kind of wish it was me. I would have had a very good time. But yeah, my friends are now like terrified of bats. And they were like calling, um, like, sec- not security, like, <laughs> security, get this bat out of here. Um, I can't remember how they got rid of it. I think they just, had, I think they moved their room or they, they just opened the window and waited for it to leave can't really tell a bat what to do, can you? It's quite difficult. I mean, well, you can't tell Batman what to do. So I assume, and he is a, he got his um, aesthetic from bats, so I imagine you can't tell bats what to do either. They're kind of mavericks in themselves. Yeah, we'll go with that logic. That makes sense. I, I can't remember my bat story, and that's really bad. My mind is not on my side today. Um, I do remember going to this park where um, I'd gone a lot of times throughout my childhood, but I'd never noticed there was this little uh, secret kind of hidden gate that led round to this um, really, really nice kind of like pond area with a load of flowers and stuff and a load of like trees and a load of foliage um and algae yes algae um and it was a point it was like it was kind of it was twilight it was dusk it was kind of the time where uh, a lot of the nocturnal animals including bats come out to play and they did it was crazy there was this big Swarm of bats? Family of bats? What is a what is the collective name for bats? Something cool. A colony. That's it, a colony of bats. 
You could also say a flock of bats, I guess. Well, I don't guess. Apparently you can, according to uh, jellyfish.com. That sounds like a reliable source. Uh, No way. A cauldron of bats. A cauldron of bats, guys. A cloud of bats? A hanger of bats? People are just making these up now. I'm going to go with cauldron, though. A cauldron of bats. So a cauldron of bats flew out of these um, these trees. And uh, they were just swarming around. Like they were just waking up and having fun. And we were kind of sat in the middle of them, praying to God that they weren't going to attack us. But it was really cool. I imagine they were just fruit bats, like just chill fruit bats. But um, yeah, that was a really nice, cool moment. Yeah. Amazing facts about bats from nature.org. How much do you know about the world's only flying mammal? Huh. Well, there's fact number one. Bats can live more than 30 years and fly at speeds of 60 miles an hour. Oh, that's fun and not terrifying at all. I hope I can run 30 miles an hour when I hit 30. Um, Bats can find their food in total darkness. I, I feel like that is the most... That's the most well-known... Um, bat fact. Backed. No. Good try, but no. Not all bats are nocturnal, meaning they're awake at night, but those that are can locate insects to eat by emitting inaudible high-pitched sounds. Anybody around here tasty? Anybody around here tasty? I'm really hungry. I'm real hungry. I'm real hungry over here. That's how, that's how bats talk. That hurt to do. Actually, I'm not going to do that again. Oh, 10 to 20 beeps per second and listening to echoes. Beep. Oh, 10 to 20 beeps per second. This is called echolocation. Bats can eat... eat Bats can eat up to 1,200 mosquitoes an hour. Thank you, bats. Thank you very much. Often, bats consume their body weight in insects every night, helping keep bug populations in check. <sighs> so kind of like Batman, but the bugs are the bad guys. <laughs> Baby bats are called pups. Most bats only have one pup a year. Bat mothers can find their babies among thousands or millions of other bats by their unique voices and scents. Cute. Having only one pup a year makes bats extremely vulnerable to extinction. Yeah, you would think. Oh yeah, this is cool. So, um, the world's largest bat is the flying fox bat, which lives on islands in the South Pacific. And I have seen photos of this, and it is huge. The flying fox bat has a wingspan of up to six feet. Yeah. In contrast... In contrast, the world's smallest bat is the bumblebee bat of Thailand, which is smaller than a thumbnail and weighs less than a penny. Oh my god. I want one. And here's a a very, uh, not, not funny at all, very mature fact. Bat droppings, so bat poo, uh, called guano. Guano. 
Bapu are one of the richest fertilizers. Bat guano was... They were sat in a meeting like, guys, we can't call this Bapu. We need something better. Guano? Yeah, let's let's go with that. Guano was um, once a big business. Guano was Texas's largest mineral export before oil. Amazing. There's... They had, can you imagine how different the world would be if that, if it was just called Batpo? So there was some marketing genius there that goes, guys, let's, should we change this? We should change this. Bats are so cool, man. I suppose I could, you know, I could have, but if you were expecting me to talk about cricket bats, baseball bats, I'm sorry. I'm real sorry. But, you know, just to appease you, they are made of wood. Um, you can hit things with them. I still actually have um, a cricket bat my granddad gave me when I was six years old, which is kind of nice. But um, they are quite hard. So the next word <laughs> is strike. Which you can do with a bat. You can strike things with a bat. Strike-ola. Um Strike. I mean, bowling strike is the first thing that comes into my head. Um, so I went bowling once, right? And I... In the first... The first um, go, my first turn, my first bowl, I absolutely nailed a strike like like it was like competition worthy not a single indecisive pin being like oh am I gonna I'm just gonna wobble for a bit and then fall down nah them boys were on the ground I put them down and played it off like it was the easiest thing in the world like I knew exactly what I was doing cool guy, that guy knows how to bowl. In the same game, I threw the ball accidentally into the other lane and didn't get a strike on the other side. Can you imagine if I did? Like, that would have been fine. I, that, that, that I could have played off, but no, um, sadly not to be. I am a horrifically inconsistent person. I've got to stop speaking that into the universe because I'm just reaffirming it all the time. It's not as bad as the guy that I saw that like threw it at the... It was like a step up into the beginning of the lane and it like hit the lane and just went up into the roof. What I did was still pretty bad though. My technique for getting strikes is just absolutely launch it as hard as I can and pray for the best. To the point where like I have like gutted the ball because I don't have barriers up. Ooh, who has barriers up? I definitely do have barriers up sometimes. But when I don't, I absolutely annihilate the ball into the gutter. And it I've <laughs> thrown it so hard that it still clips one of the one of the um pins just because of the sheer wind force caused by my phenomenal power 
phenomenal power. I'm basically an airbender. That's my thing. That's what I'm doing. Strike. I, I spent a lot of time when I... Okay, this is going to make me sound like a pyromaniac. I'm not. I spent a lot of time striking matches as kids. As kids, I'm not more than one child. I think this is how I, partly how I found out ASMR was a thing for me, because the sound of striking a match, not even necessarily like lighting it, just that, just like that, was really satisfying to me. And then just sort of like watching it burn. I mean, I grew up in the countryside, so it, it was that thing of just like, fire like very very simple things like we'd you know make a campfire and i would spend my whole night just sort of sitting at it and getting lost in it and um you know that that's whatever floats your boat man um do you remember that girl that's like has a picture taken in front of the like the massive burning house i wonder what she's up to now i love the lack of context in that photo I have this really bad habit of assuming you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I apologize. It's a meme. It's a meme. You're like, you are you listen to me on the internet. You listen to me from the internet, so I assume you know internet. I'm sorry if you don't. Google it. Google it if you don't. No, just girl in front of burning house and meme. Yeah, definitely put meme, and that'll come up. Um, The next word is faint. And here is a funny story of the time that I fainted. I don't tend to faint. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, a frequent fainter. Um, been knocked out a couple of times. First time I ever got knocked out was in a mosh pit, a download festival. That was interesting. Um, one minute I was having a good time. The next I am uh, opening my eyes to my friend standing over me, screaming in my face, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And then straight back to moshing. But um, fainting, yeah, is not a, a frequent occurrence for me. However, there was one night uh, when I was living in my house in London, so this would have been a couple of years ago now, um, I... You know when you get into bed and you're kind of just drifting off to sleep and then that wonderfully, wonderfully annoying feeling just begins to creep up on you, the feeling of, I gotta pee. So that feeling uh, made itself known in my body. And you, at this point, you have a decision to make. Either you go with the feeling and get up. I mean, well, you you have more than one choice, I guess. You can, you can just stay there. You can do both. Technically, there is nothing stopping you. Technically, just, just yeah. But most of the time, you either get up and go or you stay and don't. I chose to get up and go. It was the wrong decision, and I'll tell you why. So I went upstairs to the bathroom, and I went to the bathroom, began doing my business. The next thing I know, I woke up on the floor. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. I wasn't drunk at all. Um, but I had fallen backwards, and I had... 
banged my head on on the floor. Um, and this was about 1am. And I was okay. I was fine. You know, like it, it could have been bad, but it wasn't. And um, I was like, well, uh, I guess I better. Well, no, I stayed up for a bit. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to go to sleep on concussions what if I'm concussed and I did like a few tests with myself and I was like oh no I'm absolutely fine plus I was really tired so I was like yeah I'm probably fine um and I don't actually know how long I was out for to tell you the truth so and I found it strange um that none of I live with eight people dude and none of them came to see me well actually they probably didn't know I can't take it as that because they all just, they just would have heard a bang. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a feather. I am quite weighty. Um, or my head, my head, what is my head weight? Like seven kilograms or something like that? Anyway, why does that matter? It doesn't matter. Um, how much does a polar bear weigh? Quite a lot. Yeah, I spoke to my housemate the next morning who was uh, whose room was below the bathroom. And I said, D- did you hear like a uh, big bang? At, like, did you hear the big bang? Did you hear a big bang at like 1am last night? And she was like, yeah, what the hell was that? I thought we were getting robbed. I went, no, no, it was me losing consciousness. She was like, oh, right. <laughs> Oh, thank God for that. Oh, that's... Whew. I thought it was something serious. Dude, I remember waking up in that house to, like, the literal wall being knocked down below me. That house was crazy. Like, all of a, all of a sudden, like, the landlord had decided to knock the wall through below me and, like, create one big room. Didn't tell us about it, just waking up to, like... Oh man, that house, dude, that was crazy. We had fox cubs though, so that was nice. We also had a washing machine that didn't work. But comfy sofas. There was a cupboard that you couldn't open. But, lots of fridge space. It all swings around about, really. you got to look for the balance in these things. It's also a very good Linkin Park song. Faint is a very good Linkin Park song. That's what I hear. That's what I think of every time I think of that word. That was what I did when I got, um, when I had COVID and I took the test for the first time. It was a very faint line, a very faint positive line. And I was like, oh, that's probably fine, right? That could just be a, a little mistake. And then every day that went past, it was like, less faint, less faint. Hey, what up, buddy? I'm a thick line. And the rest, as we say, is history. So the next word is flock. Two Fs, faint and flock. Okay, I know this isn't the right word for it, but we've had a cauldron of bats, so I can change this around. So a flock of cows, right? Not a herd of cows, there's a flock of cows, because I want to talk about cows in this story. So... Well, buffalo. It was a flock of buffalo, technically. And I was at my friend's house. And there's a buffalo farm. 
and we're just chilling one night and I look out the window I get up to go to the toilet which we've already discussed is a is a bad thing for me to do because bad things happen when I go to the toilet um there I, I, I stand up I look out of the window that leads onto the back garden and there's just buffalo in this garden there's not they're not supposed to be there there's just buffalo walking through the garden and I said why are there buffalo in the garden and he said oh they've escaped from the farm I went oh (laughs) they've escaped from the farm there's a buffalo farm not too far from there apparently it's a very strange thing that happens in your mind when you just look out of the window and just see cows because you start to think I should be standing in a field but I'm not I am inside a house and there's cows in the very very imminent proximity am I going to die no because I'm inside a house it's very strange very strange thing Is it even a flock of sheep? Wait, hang on. Am I I being Mandela'd? Flock of sheep, but a flock of seagulls. Hang on. Which one is it? Is it both? Come to my aid, Google. A... Hey, it's both. A flock. Oh yeah, the band. There's a band called Flock of Seagulls. Forgot about that. What a strange, like, difference in animal. A flock of birds and a flock of sheep. Or goats, apparently. Flock also sounds like it should have been one of those words that you use when you're like eight and you're not allowed to swear yet. Why don't you flock off? You know, like funk. Funk or shoot. Ah, shoot. My nan used to say spit. Ah, spit. Which kind of works. But yeah. Ah, for fuck's sake. I might start using that actually. Flocking out. I'm going to use it. Flock me. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had any other like strange experiences with cows. There's a lot of cows where I grew up and mostly we just vibe. Yeah. I've been on walks with dogs that have like just been very curious about the cows. It's like acting the big one. And then just all it has to do is just one like, and then the dog is realizes it's a massive cow and goes, oh yeah, I can't do this. I can't take this on. What am I doing? As a little reality check and then comes back. Anyway, last word of today is watch. Now is this watch as in a what? A wrist watch? Oh, here's a good one. Have you ever... Can you say Irish wristwatch? Try it. Irish wristwatch.
Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Pretty good. Um, depending on your success rate of that, you may hate me now, or um, now you probably just hate me. That's fine. I never you. I was never a watch guy. Um, I've worn a couple. I've had a couple of. I've had watches that I've that I've had my favorite bands on them. Or bands that I bought merch of. I had a him watch with a heartogram on it. I had an Avenged Sevenfold watch. Um, honestly, I might have had a Pirates of the Caribbean watch. Maybe. But just in sort of novelty watches. I was never really a watch wearer. A watch wearer. I was never really a watch wearer. Um, however... I do, I did have a watch that I remember very, very fondly. And if they still do them, that would be amazing. And they should, they definitely should. So a while ago, I was talking about really wanting, uh, going to a furniture store when I was a kid. And there was, uh, it was like a lazy boy type armchair and it had a mini fridge in the arm. Right, so I had a watch that had that you could press it was a working watch and you pressed one of the buttons and a secret compartment opened i say it wasn't like a secret compartment the whole watch just flipped open and it had little sweets in there dude i got on such sugar highs at school because there was a period of time where the teachers did not know about these like gummy like sweet storing watches but they were like really chunky, so it just looked like you had a really chunky like plastic watch. But yeah, and you used to like deal them around like drug deals in class because you could just flip them open and be like really sneaky about them. Please tell me it's not just me that remembers this. Please tell me like you had something like this or like the equivalent because I'm not going crazy, I swear. I swear that was like a true thing that is, that existed. I'm not dreaming. I'm definitely not dreaming about this. They were so cool. I do like, I do appreciate a watch. I've just never really worn one. Also, I think I wear it on like the wrong wrist. I'm right-handed, but I wear it on the left wrist. Not that it matters. I mean, you do you. I'm an in, I'm an individual. You're an individual. We just you, we wear it wherever we we want to wear it. No judgment. What? Oh man, Bernard's Watch was a cool show. Watch that stopped time. And it was given to a 10-year-old. Why? Why was a 10-year-old given? Do you know what? No one should have that power. So if anyone's going to have it, it's a 10-year-old who's going to pause it so he can eat more sweets than anybody else in a day. Or he can do his homework faster. Or he can like learn to play friggin guitar or something like that or learn to skateboard not stop time and try and take over the world like so many adults would do if they were given that power do you know what i mean do you know who should have bernard's watch parents parents should have bernard's watch so they can just have like 10 minutes of just 10 minutes like three hours they could just have a sleep 
that's that's who should but like parents and national health service workers that's who should have it but it shouldn't did Berners watch have a time limit no it didn't did it it should it should have a time limit you just get a bit of extra time like you know when people say what I wouldn't give for a day for one more day if you could have one more day that would be great if there was a thing to have one more day that would be really good well this is getting deep now isn't it I was only talking about gummy watches a second ago Harry bow rings are also very good um What's your favorite? Have you got a favorite Harry bow? Does America do Harry bows? Does anywhere except the UK do Harry bows? Haribo. Oh, I heard someone call it Haribo the other day. Haribo. Haribo. America? Yeah. Does America? Yeah, yeah. You've got Haribo. Haribo. Of course you do. Of course you do. Um, yeah, what's your favourite Harry Potter? Mine are the rings or the... I quite like the hearts. Um, but Tangfastics... Oh man, the Tangfastics like... Cherries? Oh, my days. Very good. Very, very good. Um, when was the first watch invented? Let's do that. Let, let's have a cool fact about watches. And then I am going to go. Watch facts. Six interesting watch facts you probably didn't know about. No way. A pair of jeans has a small pocket above the pocket. This was used to store a pocket watch. I thought it was used to store something else. That's not what I was taught that it was used for. Whoa. I was told it was for keeping your candy safe. <laughs> With maybe other things as well, but... um. I did not know it was for a pocket watch. What? Also, did you know on a clock face, um, adverts always have the the hand set to ten and two because it resembles a smile. That's a thing, apparently. The first watch. No. What was the first watch? The Pomander watch. Okay, here we go. A little bit of history for you here. The Pomander Watch. In 1505, German locksmith Peter Hendlein created what is regarded by many as the first watch. It is a small, egg-shaped timepiece with a stunning power reserve of 12 hours in place of a hairspring, which wouldn't be invented until Robert Hooke and Christian Hugens brought the idea to life in the 17th century, it uses a bore bristle regulator. Well, there you go. Is that the one that they had in Only Fools and Horses? It might have been, actually. So when were, when were wristwatches a thing? 
Um, many brands like to claim the invention of the wristwatch. The current consensus, however, hands the accolade to Abraham Louis Breguet. Breguet. Breguet? Breguet. In 1810, he created a wristwatch for the Queen of Naples. Most wristwatches were converted pocket watches until the early 20th century, when specific wrist-based instruments became popular. At first, only women wore wristwatches. Huh. It took men a while to accept the wristwatch as anything other than a whimsical novelty. Make life is a whimsical novelty. What are you talking about? Grow up. Whimsical novelty. What a friggin' amazing way to describe life. Takes the pressure off a little bit, doesn't it? And with that, I'm going to continue the rest of my whimsical novelty. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your whimsical novelty as well until I see you for the next time. I hope you've had a good time. I hope you feel a bit more chill. I hope you've enjoyed listening. It's been fun hanging out. Come follow me and my whimsical novelty over on different social media. It's all at Cavern Kingston. And you can subscribe to me on Patreon to patreon.com forward slash Cavern Kingston, where you can subscribe for a very good price and get bonus episodes and bonus content. Okie dokie. Hope you've had a good one. I will speak to you soon. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Goodbye.